Welcome to another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicles, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Definitely make sure you check them out. Now's the time. It's summer. Oh, I've yeah. deemed it officially summer. Yeah, it's after Memorial Day. You're exactly right. We have all the way until Labor Day. Yep. So enjoy it. It's hot out there. Yes, Central, sir. I don't, I don't want to scare you. Potential storms tonight. I saw that. It's all right. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Checked my weather app. There's this app on the phone that lets you know what the weather is. Is there? And, uh, I've gotten a lot better at checking it out. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, excited to be back today. What? At all times during the day. I've been real bad about just looking at the weather and be like, it's going to be 85 and thinking, it's 85 right now. It is not. I walk outside and I was like, ooh, that's a cool breeze. Or vice versa. <laughs> you struggle with the weather app. The weather app struggles with me. Let's just get that straight. Because I'll be like, hey, the weather app says it's supposed to be raining right now. And you're like, mm, it is not. In your your defense, says something different than mine. You were the one person in our friend group that understood the chance of rain situation, which is still just so stupid to me. I, I, why they do it that way is dumb. It makes yeah. no sense. And that's where, like today, 35% chance of rain. <laughs> that means there is a 100% chance that 35% of the viewing area will receive rain. Bingo. <laughs> that is like a line out of Anchorman. There's a 60% chance that it works every time. That's what they mean with rain. It's so dumb. I hate it. And I can't st- I can't stop thinking about it. Every time I see the chance of rain, I think about that now. Yep. And even like 35% chance. I'm like, what if I'm not in that 35%? Then you don't got to worry about it. It's a pretty big area. <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, happy... Taco Tuesday? Yeah, it's back to Taco Tuesday. We're back. It's summer. We're getting everything back in order. Things are getting figured out. We're good. We are back on track. Uh, we were, Matt Miller is married. Everything is right. I was going to say, we were in a wedding this weekend. Um, cool to be back in the studio doing the podcast. Taco Tuesday. I'm still thinking about the tacos that we had at that wedding. Oh, they were fantastic. I had to go back for seconds. Yeah, and I tried to... Um, recreate them last night i swear to god i tried i was like i'm gonna try my hand at it not good not nearly as good i don't understand what was like what made them so good because like the, right and i don't mean this disrespectfully like it looked like just normal tacos like you had some chicken you had some beef you know you had the flour tortillas you had the corn tortillas but it was like you go to eat it and you're like, this is so much better. It was than any other taco I've ever had. Like I don't understand what he did differently, what him and his wife did differently. But they were in that kitchen, man, and they just whipped it up. They did whipped it, the shit out of it. Phenomenal. Um, I hope you guys all enjoyed your Memorial weekend. Uh, I know I did. Big country. I assume you did. Oh yeah, I had a good day. A lot of a uh, lot of spring, a lot of summer cleaning. I guess yesterday. I did that too. Yeah, I uh, hate the fact that I'm like try to go somewhere it's like man i don't have really anything to wear and then i do laundry and it's like where the hell have all these clothes come from 
I forgot I had this shirt. And now mm-hmm. it's shrank in the dryer because I got it from Target for six bucks. Can't yep. even wear it again. Uh-huh. Yep, that's the problem with those cheap shirts. They're going to yeah. shrink on you. Um, I also I did like a lot of projects that I had to do like around the house that I've just been putting off. Mm-hmm. I got those done yesterday. Very productive day. Yeah, look at us. Got the yard mode too. We just coming in today, just freaking <laughs> full blown adults, man. Right. Uh, we also we had some sports over the weekend, but we also had the Aaron Donald news. He went on the what, I am athlete or whatever it is podcast, yeah. and was talking about how his his plan initially was to play for eight years and then retire and then walk away. But now that they've won a Super Bowl, it's kind of started to change his mind. This is wild to me that he had this original plan of like, all right, eight years, and then I'm, I'm done. Uh, I guess that it makes sense, but to have a player so dominant say, come out and say like eight years, and then I'm done. I mean, did he understand or realize how like great his career was going to be though in those eight years, or was this is he just playing it off like, yeah, I knew in the beginning it was going to be eight years, or was it when you came in and dominated, mm-hmm. it was like. Let's just dominate as long as we can. I think I can do it for about eight years, and then I'll dip. Yeah. I know a lot of guys do want to get out early, and there's something about the the time limit of being like fully vested to where you're getting some of that pension and stuff like that. I think it might be eight years to where you're really set up. For, I mean, for life is what you should be uh, if you're responsible with your money. Uh, so maybe that plays into it too. Uh, but with you know Aaron Donald, he's two sacks away from being in that 100-sack category i can't imagine that he does walk away this season but i do think that he maybe plays one more year and then seriously considers it i mean because even if the rams don't win a super bowl i think he says okay i got my one tried to run it back didn't happen or he's going to get another one and then he's really going to be done i would just i don't know like i guess i get wanting to come back but if your initial plan was eight years and on your eighth year you won a super bowl I was like, my plan worked out perfectly. This was yeah. an excellent plan. Good job by me. <laughs> we I'm going to go create another plan. I'm not going to just be like, oh, let's do it. Let's add another year to the plan. And I that wonder what the plan. plan is, too. Yeah. Like, what, if you've had this plan all along, to be like, oh, eight years, then what? Because I haven't heard that part of it. That's a good point. And he, just stop working out, like, just work out hard right? for eight more years. He's been doing it his whole uh-huh. life. Yeah. Uh, I knew a guy who played five years of college football and he was still in really good shape. But I, I asked him one time, like, what kind of workouts do you do now? Like to stay in shape? He's like, none. I do nothing. I will go on a jog every once in a while. I'm not going in a weight room for the rest of my life. It's like, I, I can't even think about going in there. It just sickens me because how hard he had to work out for. I mean, starting in what, probably junior high when you're like 12, seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. Until you're, you're, I think for him it was like 22, 23. Like, no, I'm not interested in working out. Um, but he's also a phenomenal athlete and just genetically gifted. He still looked like he was in great shape. <laughs> that worked out in forever. So maybe some of that is, you know, going into the Aaron Donald thing. I hope he continues to play. I would like to see what kind of numbers he can rack up. He just turned 31 mm-hmm. uh, last week. So I, I still think he's got a lot of great football ahead of him, obviously. Um, now he's a Super Bowl champ. I, I think he's probably a Hall of Famer. Oh, I think without a doubt. I mean, defensive player of the years, like you got a Super Bowl, you've been dominant at your position. You've changed like the, the outlook of the position as well. Like you can be an interior yep. defensive tackle, defensive lineman, excuse me, and be a pass rusher at the same time. Yeah, 
a huge change, especially at that size. Yeah. And you've shown other guys, like, hey, you can be a defensive lineman and have abs. <laughs> right. You shouldn't be able to. And a bench, like, what was it, 500 pounds? <laughs> yeah. That's still the best God, thing, Donald, thing just, ever. How, many, how much? <laughs> yeah. When you can blow the mind of DK Metcalf. <laughs> And as Jesse even put it in here, too, uh, when Madden still has you ranked as a 99, maybe too soon. For that Everyone retirement. wants to finish out on top. Aaron mm-hmm. Donald has that opportunity, and you're going to come back. Yeah. I really, I hope he does. I think he will as well. Three. Well, he did mention the whole point, too, of like, hey, uh, we got to get the contract figured out. Like, we got to discuss my contract. Mm-hmm. Let's get that figured out. And then if we can't, then, yeah, I'm just I'm going to be done. But if we get it figured out, I'll come back. And I think he's due to make like fourteen million dollars this year. Got to raise that up. Yeah. That's, now the thing is with the Rams, can you afford it? They'll find a way. They'll <laughs> find a way to do it somehow. And I think with Aaron Donald's contract too, like I, I think sometimes people might hear that and be like, "Oh man, he's so underpaid." Like the Rams haven't done good by him. Uh, they just kind of re-signed him to that extension kind of early. So I don't even yeah. think that they really grasp the greatness that they had with him, and he sure as hell didn't either. And then they extend him, and at the time, you weren't really paying guys that much money. Now, you're paying guys that much money. <laughs> he should be a $20 million dollar athlete. Where do you think he goes? 21, 22, more than that? I, I would think that that's probably the going rate, get around 20. I don't know what some of these other pass rushers are going for. I mean, if you're the Rams, you have to convince him that, like, hey, you're an interior defensive lineman. We'll make you the highest paid interior defensive lineman. But he should be the highest paid defensive player in the league. I mean, without a doubt. Who knows what they can do to make that happen? So their estimated cap space right now is about, ooh, $4 million, $4.6 million, so not a whole lot. No. But... I'm not going to sit and try and act like I understand the salary. I know we've talked about that numerous times beforehand. But even with this, like, man, could Aaron Donald, like, just price himself out to where he says this to kind of put pressure on the Rams to pay him a lot of money? And then it's, But also deep down he knows, like, there's no amount of money that's going to bring me back. Like, I want a Super Bowl. Maybe he does have the mindset of, I'm going to finish out on top. I'm going to let them feel like there's an opportunity they can get me back with some money. But I am dunzo. I don't know. I don't know what is – his situation has is. he been driven by money before? Like I, just, I don't know. I guess we doesn't don't know seem like it. How Aaron Donald is mentally, besides just like see football, get football. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, if he's making around fourteen, I would definitely say that. Like, hey, I'm, I'm not really coming back for that. That doesn't interest me enough. The chase for another Super Bowl and fourteen million dollars, eh? I don't know. But to chase another Super Bowl and make twenty million dollars or eighteen million dollars, like I don't know what the number is to get him back. I don't either because right now, I mean, who is the highest paid defensive lineman? Do you know? Wasn't it Jalen Ramsey for a minute? I think somebody might have finally passed him. Oh, in terms of defensive player? Yeah. Um, Because there's so many just quarterbacks that have the highest contract. I don't know who it is. Maybe uh, who's – did one of the – did Joey Bosa – or Nick Bosa signed an extension? Maybe. I'm looking up right now who the twenty the NFL salary rankings and the 2022 defensive tackle average rankings has Aaron Donald actually at $22.5 million. 
So I guess he is set to make a lot this next year. Yeah, but I think that like his cash is around fourteen. Gotcha. But I I don't know. But you've got guys like Miles Garrett that are making a lot of money. The Joey Bosa, T.J. Watt just resigned. Uh, yeah, uh, Jesse even put it in there. Uh, so a lot of money going to those defensive players. I, I think we all know the Rams and Aaron Donald as well. Uh, he should be the highest paid defensive player in the league. Doesn't always mean that that's going to happen. And with their salary cap and how that works, who knows? Um, I also saw him I, training. Oh, Aaron Donald? Yeah. What do you think? I absolutely hate it. I think it's one of the dumbest things that any athlete does. And he's great. Mm-hmm. It's not the fake knives that are getting him there. <laughs> I I really do. It annoys me. And this is where I have to be objective. I really like Aaron Donald. That's stupid. If Jameis Winston came out and did this, everyone would roast him for it. Be like, look at the dumbass training with fake knives. Not even real knives. Fake knives. I don't know what's dumber, fake knives or real knives. You can make a very strong argument for either one. Yeah, real knives are super dumb. The fake knives, though, it's like, I don't know, maybe it's just like a whole mindset thing. I'm like, okay, hey, like, the hands, like, it's one thing to be moving hands and avoiding and, like, kind of reacting that way. But as soon as you see it with knives, it's like, maybe it's just, like, not necessarily a fear instinct, but more of just, like, a quicker reaction of, like, you're following an object that your hands can move with aside from just your trainer's. And the pad or whatnot. Like maybe it's the fact that there are knives. There's like smaller target or something. Maybe that you know where it's like hit the wrist, get it out of the way, and everything is more precise and to it. Real quick, back to the defensive. Like who's the highest played defense player? It is T.J. Watt, Joey Bosa, Miles Garrett, Max Crosby, Khalil Mack, and then Aaron Donald. Yeah, he should be higher on that list. Yeah, the fake knives thing has always drove me nuts. No. And I do, like, if it were any other player, if it were maybe one of these other you know, quarterbacks or something like that, we would roast them endlessly. But because it's Aaron Donald, everybody's like, oh, look at this. This is so cool. And maybe not everybody. I, I think a lot of media outlets, the Bleacher Reports, the ESPNs of the world, are like, Aaron Donald, coolest guy alive. Look at him training with fake knives. They just no. eat it up, man. Like, the <laughs> yeah. whole Zeke just, like, feed me. That's ESPN and Bleach Report when they see this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, give it to us. Give us all this content because we have nothing else that we can create on our own that anyone can be excited about or follow us on. Yeah. Slow day. Uh, let's put out the Aaron Donald training with knives stuff. Yep. Let's, let's go there. Let's check that one out. I do hate it. And, uh, well, obviously, whatever he's doing is working a little bit. I think he's also just a great athlete. Oh, I mean, dude's a stud. It obviously works his ass off, too. He's probably just a great athlete. Uh, we also have 100 days left until the NFL season starts. I, I tell you, I'm not as excited about it because Adam Schefter woke me up at 5.30 this morning to tweet that there were 100 days until the NFL season. He tweeted at 5.30 this morning? He retweeted Field Yates. So Field Yates tweeted 100 days till the NFL season. He was the first one to do it. For some reason, I fell asleep last night with my phone um, not on Do Not Disturb. Usually, I'm a Do Not Disturb guy. So I woke up at 5.30 this morning to Adam Schefter retweeting that the NFL season starts in 100 days. Bro, that woke you up? Yeah, I'm a light sleeper. That's true, but like, man. Like, I might be one of the lightest sleepers in the world. So just like the ding on your phone woke you up. Yeah. 
if any, if there's ever an emergency at night, I know who to call. And it ain't <laughs> well, usually my do not disturb is on, which is that's why I have to. Even the vibration of my phone will wake me up at night. So I go do not disturb. Sometimes I forget to turn it off. Apparently, and the world freaks out. Like, hey, yeah. do you know your do not disturb's on? Who you gonna call? Hello. I do remember quick. when we were in Nashville a couple months ago, and we decided to start calling random people. Oh my god, that was a blast! <laughs> that was. So That's much another fun. way to find out who your like emergency contact is <laughs> late at night. Yeah, <laughs> there are a couple dudes. Uh, our guy Cole, first call. He did. And he just like hello. Yeah, I'm I'm up. I'm ready. What do you need me to do? <laughs> <laughs> and then we started calling uh, random listeners. I think we called our guy Smitty. Even yeah, <laughs> you you were just calling anybody and everybody, weren't you? Yeah, I don't remember why we started that. Uh, we'd been drinking. Well, absolutely, yeah. That was a, that was a key part in it. But I just don't remember like just being in the room, laying there, and just like eating the food, and then going, "Let's call somebody." Who knows? Was it you? You were the one that did it, right? It was your idea. I think it was my idea, but I made you use your phone. About how that works out. <laughs> <laughs> so people wouldn't get my phone number. <laughs> that makes sense about how that works out. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big do not disturb guy, though, at night, because I am a light sleeper. Yeah, I mean, very much so. Like, it, it almost makes me feel bad when we do go places because we usually end up sharing a room. And like, I just know if I have to move in the bed, I feel like trying to pop my back. In the middle of the night, it was like, oh, my back hurts. I'm going to try to pop. I feel like the, the sound of my back popping would wake you up. Maybe. I think it has before. Mm-hmm. Kind of why I mean that. Say that. Yeah, like my daughter's getting out of their bed in the middle of the night. Wakes me up. Across the house? Yeah. And I don't even mean like them flushing the toilet. By the time they've flushed, washed their hands and gone back to bed, I've already been awake for two minutes. Like I will hear that creak of their bed and be like, "That's that's different. That's a get out of bed creak, not <laughs> yeah. a I've moved creak," <laughs> which can also wake me up. It's so terrible. how long? Does it, how long does it take you to go back to sleep then? I'm forever. Oh man, that stinks. This is not like a brag. I'm the worst sleeper in the world. It takes me forever to fall asleep. Anything will wake me up, and it takes me forever to fall back asleep. And when the sun comes up. Yeah, I'm done. Game over. <laughs> yeah, I'm awake. <laughs> it's the worst. It was different this weekend in the hotel room for Matt's wedding because we were like up and like on the same, I believe we were on the east-facing windows. Because when mm-hmm. that sun came up, dude, it was just like, boom, right in the window, right on the bed. And I was like, holy shit, I have forgotten about this. <laughs> the sun touching me in the face in the morning when I've not like gotten out of my own bed. Like just being there while I'm in bed. Kind of freaked me out at first because also like looking out, Kansas City is so bright at night that it was like it was a clear sky too, so it didn't seem like it was really dark all night. So like I would wake up and look out the window and be like, "What time is it? Three thirty a.m. <laughs> F this witching hour, I'm going back to sleep." <laughs> you hate that, don't you? I do, man. <laughs> yeah, three o'clock witching hour. Shit. <laughs> do you wake up a lot at three a.m.? <laughs> yeah, I do actually. Uh, has it become two, more frequent over the last yep, month and a half, two it months? It really has been. 2.37 or 3.15 is about when I wake up. <laughs> Somewhere in those time spans. Huh. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, 100 days to the NFL season, though. I am excited about it. 
100 days. That's it's so nice, long time. But like, I don't know. Like, 100 days is, like, awesome. I remember seeing in February. It's like, 100 days till summer. You better get yourself in, like, good workout shape. And I was like, that's a good idea. I have. And now it's like, I'm not going to say I have. I've been doing the workout shit. But now it's like 100 days till football. Like, what do you want me to do for 100 days? Just get, even get more excited? I know what we're going to do. We're going to be right here every day at 10 a.m. Yeah, I don't know why people do get, like, super excited about the 100 days. That's three months. Like, it's cool to do something for 100 days, but, like, 100 days until something, you're just hurting yourself by having to wait. Yeah. Tell, tell me when we're 30 days out. Tell me when we're a week out. Mm-hmm. Because you know how I am. I'm Mr. Optimism. Mr. Optimistic. But I've also reached a point, too, where I get too excited about stuff, and then when it gets here and it doesn't plan out like I think it would, I get kind of disappointed. And I'm like, ah, man, this stinks. Has that happened recently? Depends on who you ask. But it's just like, it's also one of those deals where it's like, it's more fun or easier to celebrate when you've done something for 100 days. Like 100 episodes of the podcast, you know, 100 days of working out, 100 days of eating clean, 100 days of drinking nothing but water. This is episode 98 of season two of my Son of a bitch, look at that. Now I'm excited for Thursday. I do, nope, can't. I have a dentist appointment. Friday, what's up? By the way, scheduling note. Yeah. <laughs> we will not have a show on Thursday as Big Country has a dentist appointment very early in the morning. And um, I still think you should try to come in. I with half your it. face numbed. I had to <laughs> I had to have my mom come grab me, uh, to give me a ride to and from because they told me they're like, You are not operating any machinery, you are not working that day, you are not doing anything. So don't even try and think that you can. Because are we, you won't. Hold up. Are we talking like this is going to be a loopy situation? I think so. Like, yeah, they are putting me out. Like, I'm getting. I'll wake up now. early. <laughs> Get that video. If I need to go, I will go. Your mom can stay at home. <laughs> if you need your mommy there, it's fine. I get it. Well, I figured mom would be easier in case I need anything. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> need my mommy there. Get out of here. I do, hey, though. Appreciate I, it. I'm one of the biggest mommy's boy, mommy, mama's boys. In the entire world. Not ashamed of it. No shame in my game. <laughs> so yeah. I get it. Need your mom. When I was dying in the hospital from the spider bite, mom was there every day. At one point, she asked the nurse, like, is there like a rollaway bed or does the, the chair recline so I can stay here? And I'm like, mom, I'm 30 years old. <laughs> Go home and get some sleep. <laughs> I am going to be... Fine. <laughs> but if you stay, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, but if you'd bring my blanket from when I was a child, if I could have that, that would be fantastic. So no show for you on Thursday. Uh, maybe we'll have some big country content, though. <laughs> uh, that's a huge possibility. Oh, man. like I, I hope everything goes well for you, but I also hope that, that we get some kind of video out of it. <laughs> my mom's going to be very much willing to record. I just know it. <laughs> I I just picture you having like one of those crying moments over something really really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that bird. That's a pretty bird. Uh, just fake it, even if it's not real. Just, just <laughs> okay. Fake it. Uh, so Friday will be our 100th episode. Yeah. Well, Friday celebration right. for Friday. Uh, we'll count down the 100 best players in NFL history. 
not really. I was just saying, they're telling me now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to compile that list would be a NFL.com, we'll just use theirs. Yeah, we'll just use the NFL 100 list from last year. I appreciate their hard work. Yeah, they never get it wrong there. Uh, they also never get it wrong at Roper Kia. Hop in there, checked out, check out their inventory. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it at Roper Kia. Absolutely, and if you mention Mike'd Up, they'll give you $1,000 off. So if you need a nicer, newer car, go to Roper Kia, Roper Rangeline, or Roper Mitsubishi right here in Joplin, Missouri. Yeah, I, I think myself and the listeners are now too excited about Thursday. <laughs> because you're having a root canal! <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, and the fact that, like, no, you can't drive, that means you're getting some good stuff. I had a root canal once, and I barely got anything for it. I got, like, a like a little prescription or something. I don't know. I didn't get the, like, loopy yeah. wisdom teeth removal videos, though. I never got my wisdom teeth taken out. They're just they're in either. there. They yeah. grew in. And the I asked the dentist when I was getting, like, this prep for the... Uh, root canal she was like well i mean everything seems to be fine she's like you got a like you know a, a big mouth so i think you're okay and i was like oh well you know okay <laughs> hey <whatever." yo. laughs> and she was like no i didn't mean it like that sweetheart the dental hygienist that i had prepped me for this that this dentist was the nicest lady i've ever met in my life and she ever? was like so what do you like what do you do for a living and whatnot and i told her i could do like sports talk radio and she's like oh it makes sense on why you have a big mouth and i was like oh boom roasted i'm a fan of you girl <laughs> <laughs> Plus, she just called me sweetheart the whole time. It was real nice. So, she sounds like a pretty special lady. She was. Maybe she can fill in for you on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. We'll still do a show. You did a fantastic job, I bet. Oh, this is what we did. That's how we went about it. <laughs> you need to do like a post game press conference. <laughs> Talking. After the. Oh, you know, I took my medicine and uh, all of a sudden woke back up. It's 11 o'clock. Let's, sleep at seven. let's get some listener-submitted questions for you to answer post-op. <laughs> that actually yeah, be a really good idea. I got pretty loopy once before one of my knee surgeries. Yeah. And I was young, and I didn't cuss around my mom at the time. And I was just letting it fly like I, she was just one of my buddies. Kept making, like, dirty jokes and stuff like that. <laughs> it, was, it was not good. So beware. But also, please, please record it. Big country's mom. Okay. I need to see it. Uh, but we also finished up the Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. I don't know how much you want to talk about that. Oh, I mean, it just it happened like I thought it would. Uh, Saturday, <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to blame it? I'm going to blame Cole for this actually because here's the thing: we had been doing the reversing psychology, you know, the fate of the basketball gods and everything. We had it figured out until we called it out. Mm-hmm. We had it figured out with the whole close game. You know, we want to blow out. We want to see a blowout. We had a close game. Sylvester comes in and goes, hey, Mello, look, you got it. Boom, blowout again. doesn't happen. I'm sitting here saying Jimmy Butler sucks. Miami Heat are dead. Call him the Miami cold, Miami ice, whatever you want. Just don't call him a good basketball team because it's not going to happen. I was advocately rooting for them to lose. I believe it was Thursday night or Friday night when we were at Friday the night. hotel. So we're sitting there. And uh, I'm like, yep, they're done. It's whatever. They end up winning. Deep down inside, I'm like, got their ass. It's working. Then here we come to Saturday night and our Saturday day, and I'm talking about it. And then Cole How about goes, Sunday? No, the game was Sunday, but Saturday. Okay. Because this is who I'm blaming. I'm blaming Cole on it. 
Saturday I was sitting there talking about it, and Cole's like, oh, he won last night. Like, what are you thinking? Like, you know, like, whatever. And I was like, dude, Heater dead in the water. Jimmy Butler, just garbage. It's fine. Like, he scored a lot of points. Probably not going to happen again. This nice game is going to score, like, six. And Cole's like, you're trying to do the whole reverse psychology thing, aren't you? And I was just like, yes, Cole, I was. I'm not now. <laughs> and we just kind of laughed about it. And sure, freaking enough, they lose. So close. Yet, yeah. so far away. It yeah, was I- a decent game. It was good. No one else can step up besides Jimmy Butler, though. Like, that's just no one else wants to go to the NBA Finals. And I don't know if we ever even got the chance to talk about it last week when Joel Embiid was like, man, the Heat need another star. Yes, we never did. Like, oh, buddy. Trade all of them. Bam out of bio. See ya. Yeah. Tyler, Tyler Hero. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. I, I would be curious to see how it would work out with him and Jimmy Butler. Apparently, they love each other. That's fantastic. But also with Jimmy Butler, it's weird because like everywhere he goes, people hate him. Even now, like I think Eric Spolster recognizes he's a good player. I don't think they're friends. Doesn't <laughs> don't seem need that you way. to be friends. I just <laughs> need you to freaking win. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited Celtic? about Celtics and Warriors, though. You're Big excited. Celtic. That's a new word. Damn. Big it's Celtics like fan over what, here. What um, Celtics fans feel when they're ecstatic about something? I'm excelter. <laughs> uh, but I am. Uh, Jason Tatum, obviously a big fan. I think I'm going for the Celtics. I don't know. It's tough. Like, I want to go for the Celtics because of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like, I just think that would be awesome to see those guys win. But there's just a part of me that doesn't want to see Boston have more success in anything. Like, you've had enough. Like, just F off at this point. Like, i just not not a fan of it. But I respect it because I want to see Jason Tatum. Do you mean like the Patriots days? The Patriots? Oh, we can't even just say the Patriots because it was the Patriots, the Red Sox, the Bruins, the Celtics. I mean, they've all – if you've been a fan of any Boston team from 2000 to now, you've Mm -hmm. seen every sports team win. I'm ready for you all to suck again. (laughs) Let's go on another 100-year drought. What are you saying, Red Sox? That would be really, really cool. But that's not happening. I – See, I'm kind of the opposite with the Celtics. I get it with the Red Sox and the Patriots. I'd like to see the Celtics win another one. I guess I wouldn't be like as opposed, but it's just the whole little part of me that just doesn't like mm-hmm. the Boston. The mass holes is what they call themselves. But then it's like when you look at the Warriors, it's, you've already had your time to shine. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, man, you guys went through a real deep, dark hole period there where like everyone was injured and it wasn't working out, and now everyone's healthy and you found yourselves back at the top. Okay, that's pretty exciting. Like that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. There, yeah, there's a pretty cool storyline. Either way, like you said, mm-hmm. with the Warriors, if they win again, it will be cool to see. Like they struggled for what was it? Two years were really bad, yeah. and now they're healthy finally again. And the aging veterans, but also you know ushering in some of these new guys too. Yep. But then even with the you know the Celtics, they were bad early on in the season. Very bad. And then really turned it back on. They got a rookie head coach. Brad Stevens, you know, off, last offseason, decides to leave and go join the front office. Yeah, got fired but promoted, that. so it's whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then to see them succeed the way that they have, I think it's been pretty cool. I also I think that this is a big suck it to Kyrie Irving. Like, hey, you left this team, yeah. and we're about to win a championship. Like, that would maybe be – that. I think that's the underlying reason why I'm rooting for the Celtics. Of Like, you said you were going to be here – you left to go join another team, and now we're going to win a championship without you. Could you, imagine, cool could you imagine a Celtics team, though, with Kyrie Irving? 
It would be unstoppable. God, that'd be so freaking good. <laughs> yeah. Like if he just signed a deal there, and then you could probably still bring in like Al Horford and some of these other dudes. Yeah. They'd probably be going for like a three-peat right now. Well, I mean, you still have the, the Robert Williams. You still have Al Horford if you're bringing mm-hmm. him in. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart and Kyrie Irving. Yeah. That's a pretty nice little six-piece right there. Mm-hmm. I like Marcus Smart a lot. I think um, they're still missing like a point guard, like a true point guard. Yeah. They can come in because if Marcus Smart is just like your other defender on the court, I don't know. But you know what? It's probably going to be old Peyton Pritchard. He's going to like develop and be yeah. good. I have this feeling because I shit on him early that he's going to like actually be decent. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, dude. That seems to be white guy. What's up? Uh, <laughs> do you remember the Rajon Rondo days? Did you like him in Boston? He was about the only Celtic that I liked. I loved him as a kid. Yeah. I liked like, I'm Ray talking Allen. The, the early days where it was the big three and then Rajon Rondo, who was just a straight-up playmaker. Oh, yeah. He didn't even like try to shoot. Like, he had to be no. wide open for him to even attempt. Hideous uh, looking shot. Oh, yeah. But, mm-hmm. man, watching him just attack the basket and that fake behind the, the, fake behind the back and then go up for a layup, mm-hmm. I got that move down and hit someone with it in a, an open gym playing with some older guys. Uh, our coach played college basketball uh, in high school, our assistant coach did, so he brought some friends with him that played. And we had a fast, a fast break opportunity, and I hit one of those guys with it and had him go the other way, and then I came back up and, like, everyone just went nuts, and I was like, this one of the coolest moments of my life on the basketball court. I freaking nailed that move. <laughs> Tell the truth, Tuesday. Yeah. On the basketball court. <laughs> right. Never did it I again. did something really cool one time. <laughs> mm. I mean, the thing was, it was like, it was an older guy. Like, he was like significantly older, but very talented at basketball. And it was like, the fact How that old? I got the move, Um, he was probably like 22, 23 at the time, but had been playing college basketball. And I'm coming in as a 16 year or 16, 17 year old and hit him on a fast break. I'm also just slow and white and been able to do the move was just like got his ass ain't stuffing me dog is this like your euro step when you were working on it for so long and then realized you couldn't get off the ground with your second step yeah because i was messing up my steps i once i figured that out this last alumni tournament i was good (laughs) yeah that and a little crossover to spin move and then you hit them with an up and under and it's like everyone's in the air and i'm still down on the ground and when they come back down i go up freely Mm-hmm. Buckets. And then you just get your, your head right under their jaw and yeah. boom, now they're not playing anymore. Exactly. Oh, your teeth shattered? That sucks. <laughs> I got a dentist for you right here. <laughs> yeah. Is that what happened to you? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, I'm excited about the, the NBA Finals, though. Warriors-Celtics. I think it's a pretty good storyline. I do, too. It's going to be fun. A lot of people are going to watch it. It's a big market. Mm-hmm. Historic franchise with the Celtics, you know. And a, a storied one here with the dynasty. I think they're still in the dynasty for the for the Warriors. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I'm yeah, when was their that. last championship? Fifteen uh, with Durant. Was it fifteen? Was it that long ago? Because might have been sixteen. The Cavaliers won it with LeBron. Who won it? Seventeen. I don't know. Seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Twenty <laughs> was the Lakers. Yikes. Yeah, I don't remember. They had to get one in there. I, I see you trying to look it up real quick. I'm yeah. trying to remember it off the top of my head like I'm some fucking expert at it. <laughs> Encyclopedia um, of NBA winners. <laughs> yeah, right. And, of course, they, they start all the list at the very bottom. So the Suns won it in 2021. The Lake, the Warriors won it in 2019. Oh, shit, yeah. 
No, the uh, the Raptors did. Sorry, I can't read. The Raptors did with Kawhi. They beat yeah. the Warriors. The, so the Warriors last won in 18. Mm-hmm. Damn, they won in 15, 17, 18. Yeah, like they can they go ahead and five, lose this one. <laughs> they went five straight years. Yeah. And LeBron went. Won three of them. What LeBron go? Like eight years in a row? Yeah, I had a couple with the Heat. Yep. LeBron went eight. So, yeah, I mean, for a minute there, it was just, hey, it's going to be Golden State and Cleveland owning the NBA. And they did that right there from about 2015 to 2018. Yeah. Wow. I didn't, I did not remember them playing so often. I don't either. Man, doesn't that kind of suck, though, for the Warriors? Like, dude, we had to fucking face Cavaliers every time. Yeah. Like four straight years. Now, you got the best of them. You know what I mean? But still. No wonder I took, like, a hiatus from basketball. It's like, I already know who's going to be in the championship. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> I will tune in when the finals start. Could you imagine if LeBron had won these finals, though? Like eight in a row. Yeah, he'd be better than Michael Jordan. <laughs> 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 this guy with the jokes. <laughs> it, it is a nice, a nice little run, though. This Looking at this list now, though, makes me want the Celtics to win it even more. Yeah. Like, Golden State, you've had your... You, you've been doing this since 2014. F off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, sorry, Steph Curry. You, sorry you took a two-year hiatus because you can't stay healthy, you old guys. Uh-huh. Because Clay Thompson was hurt. Oh, you can't do it by yourself? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, the Celtics and the the Lakers are tied. I saw somebody put that in the chat. Um, With 17 apiece NBA Finals championships. So if the Celtics win this one, they would have more than the Lakers. Math. Uh, So I I think I'm kind of rooting for that. I might be rooting for it kind of hard, actually. When Thursday starts, this might be a situation where I'm like up off the couch rooting for this. Do you hate the Lakers? You, no, I shouldn't no. say hate. Do you not like the Lakers franchise? No, I actually kind of like them. I can't ever decide. There are moments when I do, and then there's moments where it's like I feel guilty for liking them because I feel like they just buy all their success. Yeah, kind of. And obviously with the LeBron era. Well, that, but like even before, like you go and get Shaq. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I give them credit for that one because they drafted Kobe. Yeah. But... The Shaq, like, free agency. If you bring in one big free agent and you already have some guys, I think it's okay. Kevin Durant, when I don't like going to the Warriors, though, that was like a, I'm chasing a ring. Yeah. I can't be I can't be too upset or used as an excuse because, I mean, the Miami Heat had done the same thing. Yeah. You had Dwayne Wade, you go and get Shaq. You still have Dwayne Wade, then you go get LeBron and Chris Bosh. Yeah. So it's like, hey, They're Austin, kind of up. the worst. <laughs> Just zip it, guy. Yeah, but the Lakers, uh, I don't know. There have been moments where I didn't like them. I've said before I was a Spurs fan growing up. So in like the early 2000s, I did not like them. Like Shaq and Kobe era, I didn't like the Lakers. But as soon as Shaq left, I was like, fuck yeah, let's go Lakers. Kobe by himself. And I loved him. But I also like the last time before LeBron got there and they were struggling I also laughed at that. So I'm kind of on the fence. I guess I'm up and down about the Lakers. I don't hate them. But it is funny sometimes to be like, oh, you're the greatest franchise ever, and now you suck. Or <laughs> Like right now, I do think it's hilarious that they traded away all those young stars uh-huh. to get Anthony Davis. 
And now when in hindsight, they should have kept him. Oh, man. Yep. But it got him a championship at the same time. It did, but like, eh, in the bubble. Thank God that you were just able to kind of get through that and everyone else was just going through just, I don't know, unhappiness of being in the bubble, kind of thrown out of their what makes them good and out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And the Lakers named uh, Darvin Ham their head coach. We talked about that a little bit. I want to see how that goes. They uh, really kept it on the DL, a little Friday uh, Friday night news dump. Right. I didn't hear about it till yesterday. Same. And I was just like, huh. And the only reason I saw it was because someone posted a picture of uh, the coach Ham guarding LeBron James when he was 19. Ham was playing for the Pistons and LeBron, of course, with the Cavaliers at 19 years old. But it's just like, is that not weird as a player? As like the coach now, I'd be like, man, I'm coaching the guy who, you know, I guarded when he was 19. I was actually a pretty big fan of his when he was a player. Really? I think he was a dunk contest guy. If I high remember flyer. That. He doesn't look like he is now, though. I'll tell you that. No. I didn't say that to his face. mode for a minute. I'll tell him to his face. Hop on. Come on down, Darvin Ham. You know how big he is? I will look him in the face and be like, I don't think you're a high-flying dunker right now. <laughs> and he'll go, I don't think you are either. And I'll say, looks like we're both right about something, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, the whole LeBron and him thing, I don't know. I just I felt like they needed a bigger name for, Maybe this for is LeBron good for to actually Lakers. listen to him. Maybe this is good for the Lakers, though. Because I believe he – didn't he coach on the Cavaliers, too, with LeBron for a little bit? So they, there's a little bit of a relationship. Because I believe uh, Darvin Ham was an assistant coach when the Cavaliers were winning. <laughs> During that five-year stand of going to the final. I know he came the from the Bucks. I don't remember if he was with them or not. Maybe I just saw a picture and it seemed that way. But at the same time, what my point here is, though, maybe the Lakers just need someone that's not a big name. Because you've been trying mm-hmm. to do the whole big name thing, and it ain't working out. Well, and I think they also, a lot of times when you hire a new coach, it's like, okay, who does our star player want? Mm-hmm. And I think we can all admit now, Maybe LeBron, the GM, not as great as the player. <laughs> so maybe like doing their own independent search and bringing in a guy will actually be a really good move for him. And I, I do. I find myself rooting for Darvin Ham. So maybe the Lakers will be good on that. But I did think it was an interesting hire. Um, I also I thought I saw some comments about how they weren't going to let LeBron handpick his head coach. Which could be, could be good. LeBron doesn't like the coach, forces his way out. I think he's probably going to leave anyway. Really? Yeah. Not this offseason, but I think he will oh, next. I was going to say, oh, brother. Yeah, I think well, next offseason, isn't it because of Sun? Or is that in- next, next offseason? That's a lot of next. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, for then, then he's definitely going somewhere. But I do think that. I don't expect the Lakers to be good next year. And so then I think LeBron kind of does his thing of like, I'm going to go somewhere else. He's he's probably going to go back to Cleveland. (laughs) He's going to get one more season in Cleveland before joining his son wherever he goes. That's my prediction as of May 31st, 2022. LeBron will play one more season in Cleveland and then wherever Bronny goes. Which maybe that's Cleveland too. Maybe the NBA will rig that. Maybe. 
With oh. Darvin Ham, though, I found his coaching resume. He started in 2011 as a Los Angeles Lakers assistant with Mike Brown. And then from 2013 to 2018, he was with the Atlanta Hawks as an assistant. And then from 18 until now, he was with the Milwaukee Bucks as the assistant and helped them win a championship. So he's got championship winning experience, and he was there with the Hawks, too, as they were making their trips to the Eastern Conference Finals for that little bit of stretch there early, like kind of the middle of the 2010s there. Um, so he's got some success. You know what I mean? He knows how to win, knows how to coach winners. That's good. Don't be hard to do this next year when you got a bunch of guys who can't stay healthy and you got the ego Russell Westbrook. Because I think that's the big key in this. Key P, key piece. Mm-hmm. The key appeal of this is. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, I think also just having control over your roster. That sounds so dumb as a coach that you yeah. have to have control over your roster. Like who's playing what minutes and you know who to bring off the bench and things like that. You should have full control over that. You would think. <laughs> With the Lakers, it's. Not always the case, though. So hopefully he does get that. And maybe after last season, you know, the bus family or whatever, it's like, yeah, we're going to let our coach actually control things. You don't have to come have a meeting on a Tuesday when you guys are at home to see if you can play Russell Westbrook less minutes. So hopefully it works out for him. Even like Jake says, I expect kind of a similar season this coming year, next year, that they had this season. Maybe a little bit more success. Maybe you can get a guy like Anthony Davis to play a couple more minutes. Maybe he stays relatively healthy, which for him would not be very healthy. But I maybe they make the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to make like a run in the playoffs. We say this, and they're going to just be freaking dominant next year. I don't think they can be with the way that roster is, though. Not with how old they are. Yeah, and they're not getting any younger. Is there anyone they can go get anything that they could or would do? Um, like I just—that's the other thing too. I guess when you look at the Lakers, it's like, oh, we're just—you know—you don't want to ever want to bet against LeBron because it's just not really panned out for some people in the past. Like, hey, LeBron's very dominant when he needs to be. He's good. Is he dealing with some health issues right now, especially that left ankle? Absolutely. But it's like even like betting against LeBron seems kind of like almost a crazy thing to do. But maybe it's not as much anymore because when you look <laughs> at the rest of the team, it's like. There's really not a whole lot else to be afraid of here. Anthony Davis doesn't want to be a big guy down in the post. He wants to be on the outside and shoot. Good for him. Got Russell Westbrook. Dude can't make a layup anymore. Can't shoot either. Mr. Turnover. Yeah, never had much of a jumper. Westbrook is what people call him, which Mm -hmm. I still think is hilarious. Yeah. And then, like, even to bring in somebody else, like, even if you could bring in, like, a Damian Lillard, I don't know that you have the trade pieces for him. Like, if I'm Portland, no thanks on Russell Westbrook. I want no part of him. Yeah. Maybe for Anthony Davis, but are you really getting rid of Anthony Davis to bring in somebody else? I don't think LeBron would sign off on that. And I do think he still has, like, he has some say. Oh, the GM? Mm-hmm. Big time. Like, if he went into that front office today and was like, I thought about it, get rid of Russell Westbrook. He's gone. <laughs> He's so gone so fast. Do you think he's – I feel like there's a possibility he's already done that. Maybe. And they're like, hey, we're trying, dude. We can't. I know you're probably going to buy this team and organization. You might buy the whole NBA by the time your career is over with here because you have so much effing money. We can't get rid of the guy. We can't pay someone to take him right now. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be part of the problem is that I don't think anybody wants to take him. So it's like he's not, he's not trade bait. 
No, nobody's interested in what Russell Westbrook has to offer anymore. And Anthony Davis, his trade market is going to be terrible too, even if they decided to go in that direction. So I, that's why I think it's going to be another rough year for the Laker, Lakers. And sorry, Bryce, I do think he's going to go to the Cavs. I think that he will do one more year, and then he'll move on to wherever his son gets drafted. The Cavs are just that, like, hey, I'm out of a relationship. just want to hit you back up. Yeah, you up? <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, just Miami, you know, we had a great run. It was a lot of fun. But, like, I'm just – I miss what we had. Yeah. I'm going to treat yeah. you good for about five years. I still have, have a, I still have my jersey. I'm just yes. <laughs> hoping to put it back on. I, I just – I'll never forget you taking down that poster. Well, did he wear six in Cleveland? When he went back. Uh, or was he 23 both times? Son of a gun, I don't know. He he's gonna pull Kobe, try to get both numbers retired <laughs> in Cleveland and LA. I think he wore twenty three. I think he did. But when he goes back, he'll wear six. Because then when he went to LA, he stayed twenty three, mm-hmm. and then he switched back to six. Yeah. Yep. He did. He was twenty three. I really like LeBron. He does some things that really piss me off, though. He put it to a fan vote, and the fans were like, we need you to be 23, and LeBron's like, witness greatness, but the sign up, I'm 2-3 again. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I'll tell you what should happen with your night. You should go visit Club 609, home to the best happy hour in the world from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock, featuring their two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube, located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that, so be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Again, that is downtownlube.com. And it's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when you're going to need those tire serves and that oil change. So make sure you get that done and taken care of right here in Joplin, Missouri, at Downtown Lube. Now for a little tell-the-truth Tuesday, um, coming off of the wedding weekend, I had a lot of fun. Oh, it was a blast. And I already saw some people in the chat earlier asking about the, like, if anybody recorded my best man speech. Mm -hmm. It's very popular. I'm surprised it's not trending on Twitter. I've had a couple people say that they recorded it, but, like, it's too long to send out. So I haven't even, I haven't got to see it yet. Oh, you haven't got to see your own speech? <laughs> no. Like, uh, my two oldest brothers, both of them tried to record it, but it like it's too long to send in a text message. Like They're going to have to email it to me or something. Well, they I better drop the freaking email, I'll tell you that. Huh? They better drop the email. <laughs> yeah, I, I do know that a couple people have it recorded. It's just about getting it to me. Oh, man. It was, as a person who was in the crowd listening to it, fantastic start to finish like it lived up to the hype i think everyone was excited about the wedding like oh matt's getting married that's awesome congratulations happy for you and Kristen. but we know who's giving the best man speech let's just hurry up and get to that point i remember sitting at the table and we had just gotten the cupcakes and i was just like when is Melo giving the speech because i need to go pee real quick i'm gonna be right back and then also try and grab another plate of food because these tacos are really good. <laughs> yeah. Do I have time to do it? Because I was trying to keep an eye on where you were at because you didn't have your jacket on. And I knew the moment you put your jacket back on, it was game on. So it was like, <laughs> I have to, when I got back. Business but, trip. Exactly. Business trip. So Look when I came and sat health. back down at the table and I saw you have that jacket on, I was like, I was almost just hitting, I was tapping the table like, 
let's go. Like, just <laughs> in pure excitement. And everyone else, like, sitting at the table, my buddies were just like, this is going to be good, isn't it? I was like, yeah. And then that's when we looked over at you, and you were showing us the amount of pages that you had for the speech. I think it was a solid four or five pages you had. So, yeah, three and a half, four pages total yep. uh, for the so speech. So good. I've heard good things. You have people was- crying from laughter in the speech. And that's like genuine, honest responses from people. They're like literal tears. You're hyping it up too much, though. People are going to see it and be like, hey, is that right? Nah, it was okay. I did have a lot of fun uh, at the wedding. Uh, it's nice to be back from it. I will tell you, my Tell the Truth Tuesday, I might not look like it. I'm a guy who enjoys to dance. It's fun, ain't it? <laughs> and being out there, obviously, my older brother getting married, my daughters are there. They thought that I was shit face drunk. Like I and I wasn't. I don't know how you were feeling at the end of the night. I that kind of beer, I can't drink a lot of it. Yeah, that was my only thing where it's like, hey, like we have an open bar, it's at Boulevard, it was awesome, it was great great venue. It was like, hey man, I was expecting a little bit like heavier liquor drinks here, like not just beer, it's gonna get me bloated a little bit. So it's like mm-hmm. you would drink beer but by the time you got done dancing you're ready for next one, you're like I just I just worked all that off. Yeah, I'm just, I shook my ass so hard. This beer's back out of the system. Yeah, you know, sometimes when you day drink, you're like, I'm sweating too much to actually get drunk. Mm-hmm. That was me Saturday night. Like, I'm sweating too much from the dance floor to actually get significantly drunk. I would say that I walked away you know, like tipsy, maybe like mildly drunk. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. I will also say one of my favorite parts about the uh, reception when we were dancing is when we were standing up there and we were getting ready to like walk off the dance floor to go get another drink and your oldest daughter walks up to you, asks you to lean down so she can ask you a question, and I hear her go, Are you drunk, Dad? And you just go, <laughs> Yep. Yep. And just walk to the bar. <laughs> Had me doubled over. Oh my God, it was hilarious. And then she came up to me later, she was like, Are you drunk too? And I was just like, just a little bit. And she was like, so a lot. And I was like, mm-hmm. And then she's, I was like, just come out and dance with us. Like, stop being, like, don't be nervous or anything. She's like, uh-huh. mm-mm. Yeah. And that's when she had her dance moves about, ooh, five or ten minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was, kept trying to get her to dance. She's a little bit more shy mm-hmm. than my younger daughter. And she doesn't like to dance or sing in front of people. So at one point, I was like, hey, look. Look at, like, how this person is dancing. Just do, like, what they're doing. They're not moving a whole lot, but they're dancing. Uh-huh. And she looks over to my friend Mitch, who is flipping off someone else. She's like, you want me to do that? And then she flips me off. I'm like, no, I'm talking about him dancing, not the, the part where he, where he flips you off. They, I dropped them back off with their mom on Sunday. First thing they said to her is like, oh, here are all the details from my dad's best man speech. It's like, you didn't get to hear it. Let me tell you all about it, though. <laughs> Which was fantastic. But I definitely enjoyed shaking my ass out there. I'm going to need somebody else to get married. Yeah. Send us an invite. Although I did, I after my best man speech, I had one person come up to me and say, hey, when I die, I want you to do the eulogy. And he's like, I've already talked to my wife about it want you to do it because I've also given a really good eulogy <laughs> before as well. So I think I'm just going to start charging. It's like you can get a DJ for your wedding. You can get a photographer. What if I just start charging for best man services? 
That'd be and like I show up and give the speech. Give me some details about how you guys met and stuff like that. What if you wrote like a best man speech, but like you left out like the best man part of it, and then you just got a venue to like be like, "Hey, Mel's gonna come here and give a speech. You're all gonna enjoy it and laugh, and we just charge people when they walk in." Yeah, kind of like a, like a stand-up routine you right know, that'd yeah be, that'd be really nice yeah maybe maybe one of these days i really like i almost want to make a bet with you that i know i'll win and that's the punishment because it's not even going to be a punishment it's just going to give you a whole fucking career shit because you're that good at it uh this is the second time that or third time i think that i've written a speech you did i mean it took you two days to write something that fantastic mm-hmm yeah, it was it was pretty good. Uh, the they did have two speeches before me, uh, one of the bridesmaids, and um, Matt's son Emmett yeah. also gave a, a little. He said something. I don't know if I'd call it a speech, but he said a little bit too. Yeah. And I tell you, one of the funniest things about it was that the bridesmaid she comes up, she gives her speech, and she's like she can't barely talk because she's crying. Uh huh. Hearing my daughter Maya mimic that on the way home is hilarious <laughs> and also very insensitive. <laughs> Her fake cry with the speech, it sounded just like the girl. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. So At rude. one point, I didn't know if it was because she was crying or because the mic was like glitching out. Uh, no, I saw the whole thing. And then, like, <laughs> okay. Uh, Emmett, uh, Emmett's speech was good too. Yeah. He had a little meta of a fluster moment and then he just drops a big old shit right into <laughs> yeah. the microphone. And you're just like, oh my God. Here we go. He's about to get in trouble. <laughs> Luckily, everyone's like, ha ha ha. He cussed. And Matt's like, whoo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a good time, though. Well, I'll try to get this speech. I, I've had a couple people tell me that they recorded it. I've had a couple people ask me about it. So we'll try to get it and put it up, I guess. Maybe I put it behind a paywall and I'm like, hey, Venmo me. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. <laughs> you get the link. No, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll put it out there. Uh, Tell the Truth Tuesday. Loved the dancing. My go to dance song, like, there was one that was playing. I don't remember what the song was that, like, pulled me to the dance floor. But I know somebody asked, like, hey, are you going to dance tonight? I'm like, oh, yeah, let me have a couple more beers first, and then I will definitely be out there. Yeah. The next song played, and I'm like, fuck it, got to get out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. But I don't remember what it was. that. The one that usually gets me in the mood to like be dancing is the song Yeah by Usher. I like, was thinking that that might have been it for me, actually. I like I hear that song, and it's like my body – it's like kind of one of those deals like I can't get my body – like can't not dance to it. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, like quit shoulders. Like my shoulders over here like kind of jabbing to her. It's like, yeah. And I'm just like, mm, <laughs> like, damn, here we go. And then after that, it's like if I'm close to the dance floor, I'm there. And then depending mm-hmm. on how much I've had to drink depends on how long I stay out on the dance floor for that song. Yeah. I also remember like dancing and then being like, okay, I'm going to give myself a little bit of a break and like would go outside and talk to people because it was a nice – it was a beautiful night outside actually in Kansas City at the wedding. So you go outside and talk and then like a song would go on, would come on. I'd be like, oh. Got to run, and I would just leave the conversation. Like, I didn't care if I was the one talking. I didn't care if someone was telling me their life story or something tragic. It was like, got to go, and I would just leave. It would be like, I'm not here to just hold conversations all night outside of the dance floor. We're here to have some fun. Drinks are flowing. Let's get to dancing. I was, I, the, uh, I was doing the. I was doing that as well Like because it, it was hot, 
every once in a while I have to step outside, get a breath of fresh air, cool off a little bit. At one point, the DJ was calling for me to come back inside. It's like, I think I have to go. I don't know. I don't know what else I had to do. I think uh, the DJ was pretty impressed with my dance moves. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, that song, that song, that song, uh, Hips Don't Lie by Shakira. Mm-hmm. My hips were not lying, but I'm telling nothing but the truth. Yeah, um, Shakira gets me. Yep. Miley Cyrus gets me. Uh, Backstreet Boys are back. Yep. All right, that one got the whole like that is one where I left a conversation. I was like, "Oop, gotta go." And everyone's like, "To the Backstreet Boys." I'm like, "This is a fun song to dance to," and I know all the girls are out there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yeah, they they played some bangers. That DJ knew what he was doing as well. Yeah. Um, and it is fun having a dance partner out there. I will say that. Mm-hmm. You're not just like a weirdo, like, oh, my dance is too close to this person, like that person. <laughs> like, don't even worry about it. I That never crosses my mind. Oh, I just, I hate the idea of like oh. bumping somebody. Like, Except for one time I was given some heavy hip thrust <laughs> and there was a child on the dance floor. And it's like, oh my get God. this child away from me, please. There were way too many kids at the wedding. <laughs> get them out of there. <laughs> Sorry, right. I, I, weddings are fun stuff. Kids are great. Love kids. Get them off the dance floor if they're not dancing. Did they play my humps? Nope. They played another Fergie song. Uh huh. I remember a, a brief moment of like, oh my god, is this it? <laughs> but I couldn't remember if they. Maybe I was a little more drunk than I thought I was. Um, yeah, anything by Miley Cyrus gets me going. Usher gets me going. The Backstreet Boys. Yep. A lot of nineties. Pop, R&B, I don't know what you want to call it. Anything like that. Jake in the chat. Went to a wedding to dance. Now can't go to Chuck E. Cheese anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Uh, Yeah. Uh, What's your Tell the Truth Tuesday? Yeah, so my Tell the Truth Tuesday uh, is a little hidden talent that I've kind of discovered over time when I watch South Park. Because one thing with South Park is when you watch the show, every single episode, Kenny dies. Every time I come across... Well, if you don't know now, you're so, that's on you. Every time I watch South Park, I like it just randomly comes out. I don't go searching for South Park. Like I'll have on like Comedy Central, like on the channel or whatnot, or just South Park will come across. I come into the hotel room. I think it was Saturday between getting ready and then going back to shower before like getting the suit on. And South Park was on the TV, and I was like, "Huh, Kenny's still alive. I wonder when he's going to die." Literally after that thought, Kenny died. That has happened. Excuse me. That has happened to me. Probably the last 10 times I've ever watched South Park <laughs> is where I walk in the room. It is randomly on, and I go, oh, when's Kenny going to die? Boom. Literally next moment of like the show, there goes Kenny. And I was like, oh, I'm the Kenny killer. I am Kenny Killy. I'm killing Kenny every episode. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I watched South Park. Yeah, I, like, I don't know shows or episodes. Like I don't remember anything in particular about the show. Except for the first one I ever watched. It was so funny, it made me cry laughing. Outside I, of that, it was just like, boom. Kenny's I dead. remember watching it one time when I was young. And maybe it was one of the movies. I don't remember. It's been a long time. There was an episode where they were feeding cows. They were trying to save these cows, and they kept feeding them beef jerky. That was like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. My mom had to come into my room and like check on me because I was laughing so hard. Like, are you okay? Like, what is going on? And I'm crying. Like, I can't even tell her what is so funny about this show because I can't speak. <laughs> but them feeding cows beef jerky 
was one thing that I just absolutely love. Between that and The Simpsons, those were like the like the original, like, oh, we're cartoons, but we're not for kids. Yeah. At least that I can think of. I'm sure maybe there was something before then. Not that it was anything that prolific. I mean, because The Simpsons might have been before that, but that is kid-friendly. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, like that one was on Fox. Mm-hmm. South Park, I, I think at one point in my life, I was told, like, no, you can't watch that. Yeah. Same here. So, But then when I watched it, I was like, ooh. Mom can't know about this. <laughs> what well, Mama don't know won't hurt. Yeah, I'm watching 2D cartoons. You better look out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I think that's it for us today, though. Uh, we do appreciate you guys joining us. Um, and programming note, no show on Thursday. Yep. Uh, T's and P's for big country. No need for that. It's just a, a basic root canal. They do it all the time. They do it every week. Not even worried about it. Yeah. It's totally okay. It's like going on a plane ride. Planes land and 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 take off and crash. land. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> take off and land every day. Sometimes they're bad. Mm-hmm. More good than bad. It's gonna be good. It's gonna yeah. be okay. As long as they get you numbed up, you'll be fine. Yeah, I take my medicine correctly, and I don't eat or drink anything uh, the whole night before. I can't. Are eat you or drink serious? For twelve hours beforehand. That's why I'm doing it so early. Because I my other option was like ten, and I was like, mm, like. Let's do that because I don't want to have to get up early. She's like, okay, but you can't like eat or drink anything for 12 hours up beforehand, just like a heads up. And I was like, uh, okay. So I knew that you had to do that before like a surgery. I didn't know you had to do that before a root canal. I, I don't know. I don't know. With the medicine that I'm taking or whatnot. <laughs> I also don't know what I can eat afterwards. Like I don't know how sensitive mm-hmm. my mouth is going to be. Because like, I have to get the root canal, and then I got to go back in like three weeks after that. And then get my crown done. And I was just like, or get a crown. I was like, God dang, like, can't we just do it all at once? Well, no, because if it cracks afterwards, then, you know, it's going to have to get it all redone. Take the tooth out. Just get rid of the freaking tooth. Put a new one in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't know. I'm not a dentist. I didn't go to school yeah. for that. But I do feel like sometimes it's just like, take the tooth out. Like, I got more. Yeah. I don't need it anymore. Um, not to freak you out. But Bryce did put it in the chat, too. Don't look up odds of anesthesia errors. Oh, that's been my biggest fear, honestly. Because I don't know. Like, I haven't been to the doctor in a long time, and I know there's a lot of questions that go into, like, oh, do you have, like, high blood pressure? Do you have any of this or any of that? And I was like, I don't know what I have and don't have, and I'm just over here checking no on these fucking boxes. And this doctor's going to be like, eh, crank it up. He's good. Good health. Dead. (laughs) Oh, didn't know he had high blood pressure. Our bad. Yeah, whoops, I guess we should have uh, knocked that dosage down a couple. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Before I had my first knee surgery, I was like 14 years old. And the night before, my brothers talked to me about how sometimes people get put under anesthesia. They go to sleep, but they can feel everything. Like, you motherfuckers. (laughs) And that's all I could think about the entire time. Couldn't sleep. Yeah. You wake up early for the surgery, super nervous about it. Even when they're going to like put the mask on me and they're like count down from a hundred, I think I got to like eighty eight even because I was like, I'm not I'm not gonna fall asleep. I don't wanna do this. I did eventually. They got me. But the whole time it's like I'm gonna fall asleep and feel everything. And this is gonna to, be terrible. <laughs> you got to eighty eight? Yeah. I'm gonna get to eighty six. But for my second knee surgery, I got to like ninety six. I was like, I'm good. I've done this before. 
Out. <laughs> just trust it. This is good. It's like, I'm not actually even going to count. I'm just, I'm already asleep. <laughs> ah, this is nice. Yeah. Uh, T's and P's to you on Thursday. No show then. 100th episode of the season <laughs> on Friday. We appreciate you guys joining us on this lovely little Tuesday, though. We'll be back at it tomorrow in the call-in app right here at 10 a.m. Central Time. We'll talk to you then.